Welcome to the Actors Wish podcast. My name is Sarah Hayward Rahimova, and I am an international actress, writer, and teacher. Today, let me be your scene partner. Let this podcast be your laboratory. And in this space, let your wish run free. I know you're ready to peel your layers, take risks, and open yourself to new levels of artistic discovery. Consider this your weekly dose of inspiration, technique, and community where actors support one another. Together, we can explore our wishes beyond the classroom, beyond the audition room, beyond the stage and the screen, and cultivate a rich, vibrant, ongoing creative life. Let's turn down our brains, trust our bodies, activate our inner resources, and find joy in the process. Together, let's take the leap from actor to artist. Hello, 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 creative rebels, actors, artists. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you for being here, for tuning in, for turning yourself on. We are so excited to have you. Oh, this is such a great conversation. I was about to say interview, but we decided in this episode and from here on out and obviously back on past episodes as well, the whole kind of like interview, interviewee feels not totally aligned with this space and me. And I look at it as more of a collaboration. So I am thankful for this deeply moving, profound, enlightening, illuminating conversation, collaboration. Thank you, Nikki, for being here. I am so excited for you guys to dive into part one of our conversation today because... (laughs) Literally during the collaborative discussion we were having, I realized it was already time. And so she graciously allowed us to continue on. So you get part one today, part two next week. I know you'll be so eager to return. And we got goosebumps talking about all the things. And so really the only task of these episodes, these collaborations, these discourses is is just to follow the wish. And I think we did exactly that. And it led us to so many incredible places. So here is a little bit about Nikki. Nicole Kondalefa is a native New Yorker, Russian-trained actor, and applied theater practitioner. Her theater work has taken her from Moscow to Montreal to Ekaterinburg and even Moldova. She always lands back in NYC where she believes that the means of theater production should be given to the people. Thank you, Augusta Boal, as a way to celebrate communities, share wisdom, and imagine a brighter future. Nicole is a graduate of the Moscow Art Theater School, CUNY SPS Applied Theater Master's Program, co-founder of Studio 6 of the Moscow Art Theater and the Journey Theater Project. And 
next episode we'll really dig into her solo show and her incredible work with the journey theater project but today we zoom in on the first half and i know you're going to have so much to say in response so please be sure to reach out on instagram once you've listened to the episode take a snapshot or what's it called screenshot of of the podcast and and tag nikki and i in your instagram stories at nikki leffa and at sarabanda And we're so excited to continue this conversation beyond just this episode. So do reach out, share your takeaways, share your ahas, share your breakthroughs. And we are so eager to connect with you. Seriously, we're very, very eager (laughs) to carry this conversation forward. And so without further ado, I hope you are ready to take a trip with us. Let's raise the curtains on this episode. Vimanya, attention, naturally, begin. Enjoy. Welcome, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Excited. It's been one I've I've looked forward to. Actually, any meeting I have with you, I look forward to. I feel like I'm always learning something. Uh, Truly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was thinking about how to kind of navigate today, I returned to your website because your play that you made that sits so sharply in my mind and psyche and memory um, that we'll dig into, I hope, later on or right now however we want to go about it uh really inspired me in multiple ways and brought me into certain projects that I have going on right now and I'm referring to Yaya or I am me your solo show that you took around the world yes a couple places around the world quite a few Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, yeah, I am me or Yaya. Yeah. It's uh, it's not a play I wrote. Um, it is by Alexandra Chichkanova, uh, a young Russian woman from Ekaterinburg. And um, I'm really pleased that it inspired you because I, I, I've I heard that from a few folks when they mm. saw it. Um, I guess I should explain what it is. That's why I'm here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, I don't we'll talk about it, we'll, right? <laughs> we'll send everyone over to check it out because you have a beautiful display of it on your website and the way you create that engagement still. I just love it, so. Oh, wow, thank you. Um, Yeah, so this play, I had uh, read it many years before. Oh, I should have gone over the dates and stuff, but I had read it like probably 2006 or something. And this woman, she's about my age, so, um, and but she wrote it years back when she was like 16. And she worked, she ended up going and like working as, have you ever heard of um, Nikolai Koleda, the Koleda Play Festival in Ekaterinburg? He has his own theater. No, I haven't, but I know you won the festival grand prize. That's yeah. what I recognize it from. He's this like big, he's a director in, in Ekaterinburg and has a theater and has been really nurturing new playwrights. And she went to him and was apparently like cleaned his house for a while. She was like kind of from the country and she came really young and then like, you know, became a part of the theater and became part of his like family sort of in that world. Um, 
So I ran it. I feel like I should start from the beginning. I know. You know, it's too funny because <laughs> I should really start a lovely preface. Like, wait, like, where, right. so are we I in Russia? In Russia. So that's why I know Russian plays. And I found it on a website with a bunch of translated Russian plays. And I knew. Okay, tra- let's let's pause and rewind because we dove we dove into the middle of the tape, basically. Yeah. A cassette tape. I don't know why I've been thinking about old boom boxes, but that was my childhood. So uh-huh, uh-huh. I use a cassette tape in the play too. Maybe that's oh, oh my <laughs> that's memory details. Not, um, you exactly. have yeah. So exactly. I went to school in Russia. Okay, let's even rewind before then. Right before 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 your studies at the Moscow Art Theater. And how, I mean, I found you in New York because I was on the lookout for, I, ha, I figured that when I got to the city, there has to be some other, uh, either Russian artists or folks who had studied in Russia or just some kind of community. If there wasn't one here, then I don't think there would be anywhere across America, the States. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, America's also Mexico, Canada. So I was specifically reg- speaking of the States. Uh, but I'd love to even rewind back to earlier on. Did you all feel compelled to move towards the living arts, performing arts? Yeah. So I, my aunt told me once uh, when I was already an adult that she has a memory of me being like five or six and like crawling on the floor saying, look, I'm a snake. <laughs> and saying that I was also going to be an actor like I was already sort of connecting like playing pretend being other things and acting and and I started taking theater classes and you know participating in the youth theater at the Henry Street Settlement in the Lower East Side where I grew up here in New York you know, when I was quite young. And it always, it's just like never was really a question. I was thinking about it actually before this. I was like, oh, I guess I should sort of reflect a little before this interview. (laughs) What brought me to this place? Uh, And, you know, the only other things I had interest in was archaeology or psychology, maybe, you know, if acting didn't work out. And I thought to myself now, like, oh, that's just acting. Like, (laughs) you are an archaeologist, whether you're like, you know, reading a play you're digging in, this is the, you know, the information you have, the details, and then you have to create something out of it. And psychology, obviously, you know, creating the psyche of a character, the the life of a character inside and out. So yeah, always wanted to be an actor. And I, um, I went to the high school performing arts here in New York, LaGuardia, as some may know, Timothy Chalamet, more recent <laughs> graduate. <laughs> No, you went to LaGuardia. That's wonderful. Young young people. Yeah, I was well before him. (laughs) Um, And and I had this Russian teacher, Marat Yusim. And, you know, he was this like known for being a really strict Russian teacher. And you would have him in your freshman year. And he was very strict and very Russian. And uh, he like... I was so easily um, like self-doubtful at that time. Like I, uh, mm. he was so strict in that first day, you know, in, of ninth grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
been like of like you know you need to take this seriously you are now in a conservatory at a public high school um that I went home and like cried and was like in the night crying like I don't think I'm supposed to go to this high school I need to go to a regular high school I'm clearly not like serious or good enough to be here but my mother patted my shoulder and said it's fine you're gonna be okay uh and I continued and so he and I ended up really like appreciating that strong structure that he had I felt like I, I I wanted it or I that structure that scared me at first then became like the thing that I sort of clung to uh for better or for worse uh and I like structure too I yeah. think there's a lot of freedom found in structure yes and I remember him like actually kind of talking about that as well just as like yeah, having a really strict structure. For some reason, I have this image of like a golden cage or something that like, mm. sort of like, but not a cage. It's more of like your outline that you can then sort of soar and jump. Yes. You're like a jungle gym, more of a jungle gym than a cage. Ooh, I like that. So you're doing flips and tricks yeah. and Exactly. You don't know how you're getting from one bar to another, but you're getting there. Exactly. And that's, um, so, you know, I, I finally felt comfortable in that class and he basically convinced a bunch of us to go try to go to the summer school in Cambridge that the Stanislavski summer school, it was called and teachers from the Moscow Art Theater would go there and he had connections to the to the school and to those teachers from his you know life in Soviet theater before he came to the states um and so I went one summer when I was 16 and this was really a program for people that were post college and they had mm. uh, usually they called they called most of the students from folks who had auditioned for the ART program and um they would meet those people and then you know if maybe they didn't get in or they were waitlisted they would invite them to the summer program and then one year there was like 10 high school kids there also <laughs> <laughs> including you <laughs> and it was amazing it was like all of that structure i loved but then even more freedom and that like and i think you know you've been talking about it on your podcast with different folks that have had experiences in in russian theater like that style of training, that style of approaching theater was like, like I loved it. So yeah. when Marat, you see my high school teacher was like, well, what if y'all actually just went to Russia for four yeah. years and like did that for four years and like really got, you know, your, your training chops. And, uh, and that took like, a couple of years to organize but then we did we went for there was I forget if there was eight or ten of us that started um, in the year 2001 and we went to the Moscow Art Theater it's like the first uh, we were going to be an American class basically studying like in parallel to like the Russian class we had a different master uh, or like head teacher and we yeah we you know, the plan was to go for four years. We, and we did. <laughs> Some people, wow. left. more people came. The, you know, the, the class changed a little bit after the first year, the makeup of the class, but. Were these your high school classmates you went with or completely new people? 
high school classmates, but also wow. like there was a few of us. So I went to like, I graduated in 2000. And so I actually went to a year of college and then dropped out to go into in 2001 to school in Russia. So there was like uh, maybe two or three years of drama majors from LaGuardia represented in our mm. small class. Wow. So we were like, none of us were particularly close in high school actually. Um, but I imagine you bonded there. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. That's uh, so fascinating because when new, when American students would go to the Ilhom Theater, the University of Washington would encourage groups to go. So you could have that support system mm -hmm. of, of your own culture, your own language, blah, blah, blah. But the year I wanted to go because they only accepted a studio every three years. They mm -hmm. nurtured that one group because it's just a smaller system than the Moscow Art Theater, for instance. Right. Um, and no one wanted to go, no one. I remember just like walking around like, you wanna go with me? You wanna go with me? I kinda know you, do you wanna go with me? <laughs> Cause I didn't think they'd let me go if it was just me and no one ended up going. So it was just me. So I had a different experience being kind of the only American thrown into the whole situation versus, versus having that cohesive group of your American uh, ensemble mates and then also the Russian ones, which is just so fascinating to me as well because you oh, must have gotten so close. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, um, it was a wild ride, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> did you um, stay there in the summers or did you ever no, come home? In the we summer? would come home like in the winter for a bit um, and then in the, in the summer, definitely. And we became close. We also, it was, there's like a ton of contention at times. There was a mm. sense, I think, you know, for those of us that arrived in the first year, mm. we had that first year of classes where you're making etudes, you're playing games. I mean, we did a semester of just acting games for what, mm. 10 hours a week or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. We had also really intensive Russian classes. So our Russian was um, like, picking up pretty quickly. Although, because we were a group of Americans, we like ate together, we spent all this time together. Our Russian wasn't, you know, necessarily as fluent as if, you know, if you're one person immersed, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, we had translators in class because um, we needed to, but- Yes, I did too, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so there was that. So we were like clung to each other in a way, but we also, I think, okay, I should speak for myself. I had a lot of really high expectations of going to this school that like there was going to be a lot of rigor. Like remember that um, the story I, I, you know, talked about my first year of high school acting, like I expected yeah. to be sort of smacked into a reality of like intense training like I wanted that. I wanted to be like really working hard, pushing myself and or being pushed really is I think mm. what I was hoping for. And so when my ensemble mates, which were the my fellow Americans would maybe show up a little late to class or not be as like 
uh, intense as I thought they should be and that we needed to be to present ourselves as like the strong American class and not just mm. some sort of tourists. Uh, mm. I, you know, it was this sort of level of like stress or keeping high expectations. And then there was a little um, tension, I guess, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, cause it wasn't just me in this program and I'm gonna prove myself. I felt somehow that we had to all prove ourselves. Mm. You know, cause a lot of times like the first the first uh, showing, you know, like the cafeteria showing, I, I don't know what you would mm -hmm. call that, like, you know, your final exams where the teachers yeah. come and you yes. some students come, especially freshman year, they want to see who the, who the new people are. Scouting it out. <laughs> who's up, who's our, coming up next? <laughs> our first year exam was packed, standing room only because they wanted to see who these people were. They were like, who are these Americans? What can they do? What do they got? You know, like. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And I think, you know, that's basically also what they told us. They're like, yeah, they're curious. Like what are these, you know, loud Americans been doing in the studio for the last four months? <laughs> wow. um, and that sort of it continued to some extent for a few years until, you know, every summer we'd come back and they'd be like, well, you're back. <laughs> Again? <laughs> we go here to school. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I remember, I think the most popular exam for us was vocal. That would be packed. Like, no, no, like people on each other crawling in the back. Uh, but it sounds like a similar exam system. I mean, I guess obviously it stems from the Moscow Petersburg lineage of, of every teacher coming to every exam and actors of the theater are coming to the exam to check it out and like each exam is like a day like it's an event <laughs> mm -hmm. mini spectacle it's a mini performance or real I mean performance for us as students uh I want if you're willing to share if you could share some of of the courses you did the things you worked on the things that lighted you up there mm -hmm. that perhaps you never even considered here that that it's part of the the training because it's a very different game there even even just in, I don't know if you guys were encouraged to learn a musical instrument or to go study another another um, profession like master carpentry or something no we weren't <laughs> That's, I think they were, I wasn't either, but I've heard it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think I, I just love the, well, I love movement and how much we spent, you know, we had movement for what is it like two, a full two, two and a half years and then stage combat for a year on top of that. And then fencing, stage fencing, and then creating like these like sprawling fight scenes, you know, etudes that are just, our, our like final exam for stage combat included like a full course, like 10 minute, meaning full class, like everybody involved at some point, not all at the same time, like fight that included like knives and objects and chairs and you know hand to hand that just sort of developed and developed and turned into this you know big 
what is the word bad bad like a big fight <laughs> yeah um I loved those I loved making up those fights so you know I guess you talked about like etudes right creating scenes these structured yeah. improvisations exploring the idea of you know events changing your course of action and how mm -hmm. to play that um and then you add to that all those same kind of rules or structures to a fight scene um was really fun oh i <laughs> i remember doing a sketch with Akmal for for it wasn't it was stage combat it wasn't fencing but it was stage combat and it was kind of like a mr and mrs smith kind of situation mm -hmm. so <laughs> even though i've never seen that movie I was like looking it up on like sketchy Uzbek internet. I was like, is this going to work? Can I watch this? <laughs> Anyways, I'm curious as well, because you got, you said that you were the first American studio at the Moscow Art Theater. And then you were, well, first, did you want to come back or did you want to stay? And secondly, how exactly did the formation of Studio Six occur? Was that your studio at Macha? So we didn't, um, we named ourselves Studio Six so because we started a theater company uh, after graduating. I don't know when we got the name. I, I mean, Smelyansky, the head of the school at the time, I believe he was still the head of the school, sort of gifted that title to us, uh, Studio mm -hmm. Six. Because I guess, you know, any theater that came out of the, the school would be given some, was considered a, a studio that came out, right? So I guess there had been yeah. five before. Um, and we were Studio 7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, Studio 7 is like Kirill Serebrnikov's theater. Like he start, he like he named them Studio 7 right away. He was like the course after us. Oh, wow. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, so lucky seven. They did well, except for, I guess, Sirebrenikov. Not so lucky. Um, we wanted to do, so I'm just trying to think back now. So we were graduating. We had these like seven productions that we were running in rep. The great part of that training system, right, is to like build shows and build a repertoire. Yeah. Um and we were like, well, we're going to take these back and like perform them in New York. And like, everybody's going to be so excited and amazed. And then we started thinking about it. We're like, oh, well, first of all, like, you know, how do we get all our costumes? And then all our, how do we, like, are we really going to do like, where are we going to, then like the reality of producing theater in New York became like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. We don't just have a theater that we can just use with, you know, tech people and, and supporters and directors and everybody to just make it happen for us. Um, so then we began to sort of think about, I, uh, like, just sort of wrestle with that idea of like, do we let the, mm. the repertoire kind of go or do we try to keep it? And I That's think so challenging. Oh, it's so it's devastating really because you have this piece to offer and just no place to put it <laughs> yeah yeah like we have seven literally seven full productions although you know we also did have two russians in our class um so we would you know that would mean like 
do you want to come to New York and do this? Um, <laughs> yes, please, um, please have them come. You know, important roles in different plays. Um, so, you know, which ones we choose, we could recast. And then like, and then there was, I think there was this sense of also of like, uh, of an inevitability of like, there will be more, right? And when you're doing, when you're working in the school system, it feels like there's always just another play. Like you'll always be like, there's always going to be more. This is not like some finished thing. We came to school here to train. This is the finished thing we made here, but now like, exactly. onward, right? Right. It's just, it's just the beginning with it. Yeah. Literally just the beginning. Right. Question mark. Um, and, and it was in a lot of ways, you know, we came back to the States and, there was a festival called Artsland that a producer that has been long connected to the Moscow art, Sasha Popov, who, who tragically passed away last year, um, he produced like this three play workshop series, except this, the workshops were basically full productions. So we did like in a month, three plays. Wow. <laughs> like, back to back ran in repertoire. So again, there was a sense of like feast, you know, we're just, we can put up, make plays in three weeks with, you know, we had a Macedonian director, a Lithuanian director and a Russian director. Serebrenikov actually had come and did playing wow. the with us. Um, we had this in like, Massachusetts, right? Massachusetts, yeah. We were, we performed in the Zero Arrow Theater which I think is called something else now, um, right in the heart of Cambridge. And we stayed on the same campus I had stayed at when I was in high school at that summer school. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we called it Real World Cambridge because um, we were like all in a house being our weird ensemble, Russian American selves. <laughs> <laughs> kind of tiptoe around how to describe what was happening. Right. Um, it was great. Oh, man. And then, so, I, because I remember as well, you and your studio worked with Vladimir Pankov, who's a very incredibly innovative Russian director. He's the creator of, I'm just explaining for everyone, uh, he's the creator of Sound Drama Studio, which is a theater company that really expands beyond the boundaries of just what we consider theater to be. I mean, it's an integration of actors and choreographers and musicians and sound designers, sound engineers. It's, it blows your freaking mind. And I know of Pankov because he came to the Ilkom Theater. He's done three, yeah, he's done three shows there now. And I think it's three, maybe I'm losing my memory. Or is it two? It's Samlon and Dojusunoy. Oh, and Fedra. Okay, yeah, three, sorry. <laughs> I was right, three. Um, and you guys worked with Pankov with Sound Drama. Would you mind sharing that experience with us? I will link up Sound Drama in the show notes too. They are definitely worth checking out. They're freaking incredible. Oh my gosh, so awesome. So yeah, so uh, Studio Six, we did some shows in New York um, on our own with other directors we were able to bring in, yada, yada. Um, basically just your, you know, typical off, off Broadway, little nonprofit theater chugging along. And then we made some contacts with, uh, Russian cultural 
people, like the attache or something. We we managed, we somehow like finagled connections and money and uh, and then this partnership basically was born of somebody I can't, I'm not even sure who, like how it happened, but it was like, hey, there's this director Pankov. He has this amazing theater as you just described. And um, we think that you, your company should do like a co-production. And really we were the American portion of a larger ensemble, like co-production mm. meaning we brought, we, we were there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he, you know, I don't know, I'd be interested to like learn his side of the story. He flew to Montreal to see a play we were doing. We did um, the Itsy Bitsy Spider, an adaptation of, uh, and let me know if you're having trouble hearing me with any internet connections. Uh, we had done an adaptation of Dostoevsky's Demons with Sasha Marin, another Russian director who is both like Canadian and Russian based. I think he's back in yeah. Moscow now mostly. Um, and so Pankov came to Montreal to see it. And he was like, okay, I, I can work with these people. Um, <laughs> he dreamed up this like world where he wanted to use like two texts, a Russian and an American text, and then like meld them together somehow. Um, and he was, you know, I think he was set on first Our Town for a while, right? This like seminal American. Wow. The, the wilder people would not have it. They were like, no, 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 you don't cut, you don't splice, you don't <laughs> do nothing new to our town. And we're like, yeah, right. thank you very much. <laughs> Call them up, hey, they're not having it. <laughs> so he's like, okay, let's go a little older than that. And so he picked Washington Irving's, um, oh gosh, I should have done, looked back at my notes. Um, that's fine. That's very, uh, it's so right. much of the work that the Ilhom does and just that we did in school together is highly drawn from literature. Like it's yes. not just connected to dramaturgy. It's not just a play. And that is, I feel like a fundamental difference. Like like the, the Russian system or the Russian innovative theatrical sensibility extends just beyond I only do plays or I only do this musical it's very much about crafting these new worlds taken from any source that moves you which I feel is so rare and significant and tasty like there's there's nothing off limits like even the notion of a copyright like I do I firmly believe in copyrights I'm thankful they exist for numerous reasons but to take for instance why is nothing coming to my head? That's that was just the beautiful genius of Mark Weil, of Pankov, of mm. of taking a poet to an author, to a musician, to a singer, to a choreographer, and going, Boop, we're mm. putting this together, and this is our show. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So he, yes. So in short, and you asked earlier actually about like if there was anything in the school process or in my classes or studies that was like, oh, a revelation. And I think that that was it. It's like the use of, of anything is, um, is open for creative inspiration, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. on the one hand, there's like this, all of this structure in the process of creating theater or at least how they were training. Yet really like there's also like 
but there's freedom to choose whatever your you know material you want to start from and then also that material is not you know precious like you go you go from there yeah and i i think i'm sure i didn't make this up but I've like explained the difference of like American theater and, and Russian theater. And I think that that's changing in the last 20 years a lot. So I, I realize that I can't make a blanket statement, but like for sort of the big difference is that like when you go to see a play in America, a new play, like you're there to see the, to hear the play. I'm there to hear the play, what happens in the play. And the author is sort of the, the kernel, the, the reason we're here, we come together, right? Uh, whereas in Russia, it felt like you're going to see what the director did with that play you saw a hundred times. Oh, I'm gonna go see Macbeth by this guy or this person, this woman, you know? Because, yeah. and it's a lot like how when you see a, a film here, right? You, you're you seeing the director's film. It's a Tarantino film, right? You know, you have an idea of what that means, even if he's telling a story that, you probably stole uh, <laughs> that you've seen a hundred times. <laughs> uh, sorry, not a fan. No, that's, but, um, no, but... <laughs> any other director that perhaps you are a fan of? <laughs> no, like... I I couldn't stomach it. I, I got I got very much like why am I watching? <laughs> I don't even know which movie. I like I stopped. But anyways, I understand. He seems to be important to people. But that's the, like, you know what I mean? Like in theater, the director, yes. like, that's the person or the vision uh -huh. holder. That's you, they can take your 75th version of Romeo and Juliet and, you know, hopefully it'll be something really specific to them. Yes, and I love what you said about text as well. And, 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 and even the trajectory of a story, of a narrative, because that can be spliced and repieced, or maybe it's a collection of poems. And there are just a few things are taken and a whole play is built out of it, like Seven Moons, like Siam Moon at the Il Home. That was the first sound drama show at the Il Home. And it is like, I remember watching that show for the first time, it was my first year. And I was already standing at the back of the auditorium and I literally had, I felt pushed back because the energy was so strong. I had never witnessed anything. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> and as a student, I didn't even know what to think. I just remember time and time again, leaving the Ilfom Auditorium, just not having words, just having these questions just kind of sewn into my soul. And I just don't know how to go back into life. Mm. I'm just sitting in that still. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah. I used to love going to the theater alone in Russia too, because I would just be like, because you could just show up with your student ID at like any theater and they would just jam people in, you know, put you pull, put pillows on the staircases, fire codes. No, thank you. You're students here. on stage. Okay. <laughs> um, and just being able to like, yeah, just sit, take the Metro home and be like, Mm, what was that? And, yeah. Um, yeah. It took days too sometimes to peel it away. You're like, oh, right. Oh, there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then seeing like, I don't know if it was a similar situation, but like, I mean, obviously the Ilkholm is smaller, but my teachers that be with, be performing at night. So I'm seeing methods in action. I'm seeing these, these teachers mm -hmm. speak about this and, and, and display this and engage with us in this way and then put it into sublime action where I'm just like oh my god now I know what you are speaking of 
Yeah. Yeah. The, the teachers are always usually working actors in the theater there. Right. Um, which makes them, you know, I think, uh, like thinking about, you know, tying it to like now and life now and having teaching young artists, if you are like creatively frustrated because you, okay, so I, I'm making this, I'm jumping to this assumption that like a lot of acting teachers in America are, are actors who are perhaps creatively frustrated. That's like an assumption I'm making just because of the way, where do we, you know, we teach actors in like universities all over the place and like, are those people all actually working? Like probably not, right? I'm like making that assumption. Um, I didn't go to like acting school here, so I can't say for sure. But when you're working with a teacher that is creatively like either has a chip on their frustrated, you know, and not because it's not that they didn't make it because they're not good necessarily. There's like so many, there's so much talent in this world. But if they don't have that like outlet, I, I just can see that I can imagine that that becomes dangerous for the young student because you are being. I have personal experience with that on you. Yep. Maybe it it's is. possible if you're not a super like reflexive and thoughtful and careful, loving teacher. Yes. Yeah. And that is it's so detrimental to a student. And it's not to say like, I think it's no one personally is it's the system. It's the system that just doesn't afford opportunities for creative expression. And not just as like, a fun thing I do on weekends, but as like, this is my life force. This is an enrichment of our culture. This is the pride of like, when we talk about kind of like patriotism and stuff, I always found that the arts are so tied to that in Russia and it's just not here. Mm -hmm. Whereas like me loving an American poet or singer or actor or creative or being in the theater itself, that is an act of love for my culture. If I don't know what is more like reciting Thoreau walking through the woods, like what is more of a beautiful act of a display of, I, I love this country. I'm so thankful to, to be, I don't a part of it. And I am, cause I'm an immigrant to it as well. <laughs> but gosh, well, I like, I love these conversations. We have gone down so many beautiful roads. I'm, yeah, I'm really bad at staying on task. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no, the only task is to follow the, the wish. That is the task. That is the task. A wishes, like it fans out. A, a uh, lot of wishes. But I do want to return to sound drama because I'm yeah. so curious about Garadok. Yeah. So Garadok. I think that's how you guys said it. <laughs> yeah. Garadok. I think he wanted to use okay as part of it. So yes. it, we turned into this... Um, I'm like trying to think of like what lens to to like share what it was like working with him. Uh, so we were, you know, thrown together with this ensemble. They took us to a like a retreat near the border of Belarus and like had a banquet and we like started rehearsals and he it's kind of like building etudes. There was like maybe there was there was a script, but I don't remember ever like reading it. <laughs> no, and, this is how this is how the ill home works too. Yeah, and it's just sort read of like, it, you throw it out. <laughs> yeah, and and so okay, so there were times when like 
you know, he has got this idea in his head and he has certain things that he knows, I imagine, right? The director has this idea, but then there's also the fun part was, okay, you're on this thing. It's gonna be a piano, don't worry, but it's also a boat. Um, and then you too, you're the big one. So you're gonna be pushing it down a river. Don't, yeah, don't worry, there's gonna be a river. And uh, you're just arriving to America and go, <laughs> you know? And then we sort of play. And then he's like, oh, 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 yeah, okay. But yes, keep that and this. Okay, you're also, you're drunk. You've been on this boat <laughs> and you're the drunk lady. So you're the first one off. Oh, okay. How do I get off of this piano boat landing as like the first, you know, we were playing the, the Dutch settlers sort of without really saying as much. Um, landing drunk with my parasol you know ready to take over this this land you know and so just building it like that sort of so part definitely a lot of like clear direction but also a lot of like let's try this out all right everybody you go get water from the river and you go get water and we'll see how these two different because the russians had their sort of their side of the river and they had their world and they would build. So we kind of worked a little here, a little there. And then, um, so that was amazing and fun. And meanwhile, we're also having like dance rehearsals or movement rehearsals and things are mm. happening there and music rehearsals. So we're learning mm. the music people and the, the movement people are also bubbling and making stuff. And I'm sure they're having meetings, you know, and talking about what needs to be created. Yes. And then they come to us and then we, we do stuff, but we also create stuff. Like it's just this constant iterative, creative devising process bakes basically with a really strong, like creative. Helm at yeah. vision, yeah. Like, um, he would always complain that there weren't enough actors. Like he wanted to do a show with 40 actors. And what you say about having that like energy, I think that that is also, he builds that and must be some sort of, it's cinematic is what he's yeah. doing. Like yeah. sound being, you know, everything from a lullaby to, you know, the sound of splashing water to a, the cellist playing to the, hey, that boat, that was a piano. That's really a piano, we're using it. Now there's a, you know, a song, like it's building, building, layers layers mm. things are happening at eight different parts of the stage you get to look where you want to look yeah and sometimes he draws your attention and focus yeah. right so good ah, i'm getting like goosebumps thinking about Me it too. and then again it's 17 things right or like he just um really like knows zoom in almost like you're yes. going out and zooming in yeah he's a very wow. i think cinematic but in a way you know it's better because you you can look at what you want to look and you could look a little bit at everything and it's live and it's freaking happening live and it's live and you feel yeah you literally feel the energy you like feel the breath mm. of all those people and all that sound right like the sound is really builds atmosphere tells story is a character like all of that Yes. And that's why it's sound drama. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. And they've performed all over the world. Yeah. From Edinburgh to across Europe to, I don't know if they've come to the States, though. I would love that. I want to be 
part of that, <laughs> part of that process, bringing them here. Uh, and they have such like, also just the ensemble and the people he has gathered. Yes. Also, so talented as well. Um, I'm trying to think of like a couple, I've seen a couple of their other shows. Cause whenever I was, the last few times I was in Russia, it was like to do that or to do mm. my show. And I didn't, I don't think I got to see anything of theirs. Um, so yeah, sound drama, it was great. We did it in the Meyerhold Center, which is this kind of like new, well, it's not new anymore, new theater. Um, and the end of the play had all of, there's like dirt on one side of the stage, a river, and then AstroTurf, which then later in the spoiler alert, there's a war between the two communities on either side of the river. Uh, the AstroTurf gets pulled up and there's more dirt and everybody is writhing around in their nude colored underwear in the dirt. Cause we've like taken off our suits and gotten wet in the river and then writhing around while the two leaders, which have been fashioned to be sort of like um, Putin, Obama at the time. And yeah. they're like warring each other and we're writhing around. <laughs> wow we're not invited back because we got a lot of dirt in their instruments in their lighting equipment oh no <laughs> they were like bleeding up the dirt from that show for a long time apparently um but we we did get we came back and we did it at the at another theater and then in to moldova we were invited to a, a theater festival in moldova that is incredible it was wild because that show that was like six weeks of really intense, like six day a week, full day rehearsals, six weeks. I'm yeah. just gonna underline that for all of us used to three week turnovers um, of six days a week, full days, no, no union breaks, you know, you got your coffee. Exactly. Um, we were able to put it back up in like two days, you know? Wow. It was, it was wild. I mean, was it like maybe as good after as after six weeks of intense rehearsal? Maybe not, but maybe, I don't know, maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it had a new a new mm -hmm. intensity to it. You missed yeah. it. I'm back, or baby. <laughs> like a lightness, a little like, hey, right? Because sometimes being like too yeah. heavy is also. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, and it's also, it, your body remembers it. Mm -hmm. in a way that perhaps you're like oh this this, and this I remember this this last time we were before the pandemic hit we were visiting Tashkent Akmal and I to see his family and then we got to see the theater and they wanted us to perform and then perform like in one of our old shows in our studio diploma show that's still running with different actors obviously and I it, it was the night we were flying out Mm -hmm. so we and Akmal and I basically like re not relearned we went into this like three-hour immersion rehearsal just to remember everything mm -hmm. and I was recovering from strep throat oh, like no. I don't even know how I got I just got like violently ill there like I've never like it just I don't get cold very often anyways it was just a weird thing and we performed it and I could not get over how, and I hadn't done this show in six years, seven years. I don't even know how many years. Mm 
mm-hmm. and my body remembered the majority of it even if it was like somewhat whatever but my body remembered it and I was just kind of had to release the tension of doing it quote-unquote wrong and forgetting something and just being okay I'm here in the moment let's do this so that was wild so wow. I get like and I want to hear I want to hear so badly I don't Yes, yes, yes. I want to hear so badly. You want to hear so badly. What comes next? And we'll just all have to have a little patience until next week. But we are playing on purpose. And before we dash off to our next activities, I want to dabble in a little speech for the stage, taking the beautiful pa 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 p p p. So. Let's take our English string of vowels, A-E-I-O-U. Let's take P and amp it up. <laughs> Let's see where it takes us. So, внимание, attention, начали, begin. Pay, pee, pie, po, poo. Pay, pay, pee, pee, pie, pie, po, po, poo, poo. Yay! Thank you for diving into that one with lots of kind of funny sounds. Uh, always. Always a discovery. Thank you again for tuning in. We so look forward to your presence next week as the story continues to unravel. And I, we, will catch you in the next episode. Take care of yourselves. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me and pressing play on yourself today. If this episode resonated with you, be sure to share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes. We are building the ensemble, so the more people who see it, the more rich and diverse our collective will be. If you're looking for extra inspiration, come find me on Instagram, at Sarabanda. I am so eager to connect, and I'll be ready with a new task for us to explore next week. In the meantime, enjoy the process. Just remember to lead with your wish.